1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Awesome service yesterday at my home church. Shout out Northwest Chapel in uh, Dublin, Hilliard. Hope the same for you. Uh, My man Scott was at West Jeff getting it done yesterday in the pulpit. My friend Brian did the same. Uh, Love hearing from you guys who are making a difference out there. You ladies who are also making a difference singing, teaching Sunday school. I'm holding a story in my hand here from CNN. Shocking story. It's almost like God knows what he's doing. Here's the headline. Children are more likely to succeed... If they live in this type of environment. Hmm. What type of environment do you think? Two gay parents? Single family home torn by divorce? Children out of wedlock? Hmm. Well, I was curious. So I thought I'd read it. Children with strong family connections are associated with a high likelihood of flourishing in life. A new study has found. Wow. Shocking. No, the study was not done by Captain Obvious. The study was done by Columbia University in New York City. I would imagine it was a revelation to them. Numerous studies have shown that strong family bonds lower the chances of poor outcomes in children, such as risky behaviors and drug abuse. But this study revealed there may be more positive outcomes as well. Hmm. Dr. Robert Whitaker is director of the Columbia Bassett Research Program at Columbia in New York City. And Dr. Whitaker said this. What was different about this study was it showed that family connection is associated with thriving and not just surviving and avoiding harm. Wow. Wow. Now, they rated the kids in five categories. By the way, these were kids uh, in 26 countries. (laughs) Europe, Africa, Asia, South America. How many kids, Bruce? 37,000. Pretty strong sampling. They surveyed them between 2016 and 2019. Pre-pandemic, good thing. So they rated them on uh, care, support, safety, respect, and participation. The essence of family connection is children feeling that they are accepted and nurtured at home, which allows them to learn what their strengths and weaknesses are in a safe environment as they are building their identity. Wow, like I said, it is almost like God knew what he was doing when he laid forth the foundation of the family in his holy word. Now, do we have a culture, a society that follows this example today? Well, we have a few. I'm blessed to have a wife who's phenomenal in all ways. By the way, uh, the same would be true for marriage. If they surveyed 37,000 married couples, they would find that those who put the other first and those who put Christ at the center of their marriage, they would shockingly find that those marriages are the most fulfilling marriages. And you know what? Maybe this would get Dr. Whitaker and the Columbia eggheads interested. I bet if they surveyed those 37,000 faithful married couples, respectful of each other's differences, sacrificing for each other, putting their spouse and their kids first, fulfilling the roles that God outlines, I bet they'd find that those kids they surveyed, they come from homes where a man and a woman are happily married forever. Somebody asked me yesterday, we had a conversation in our uh, adult Bible fellowship class before services, what is God's view of marriage? And I can sum up God's view of marriage in four words. Four words, man and woman forever. There you go, right there. Now, here's another survey. Uh, This one comes from Amherst University in Massachusetts, and the survey found Again, not shocking to me, but I'm sure it'll be shocking to Amelia Robinson and the Columbus Dispatch Editorial Board, and to GLAAD, and to the Kaleidoscope Youth Center, and to Sintero, and to Panorama, and to the uh, Gay Pride Parade attendees that will march up and down the streets of Columbus next month, an overwhelming majority of Americans oppose teaching kids in grade school about critical race theory and Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgenderism. According to a new study from the University of Amherst in Massachusetts. I always say, you are not in the minority standing up for biblical morality and not wanting your kids indoctrinated in school in matters of sexual orientation and gender ideology. You are not in the minority. But you are... In the targeted majority. Because if you dare raise your voice in opposition, and there are those who are doing it in Olin schools here in Columbus, there are those who've done it in Upper Arlington, there are those who've done it in Hilliard and in Dublin. And I received word over the weekend that there are those who are doing it in teeny, tiny little Bethel local school district over in, I believe Bethel's in Miami County. I used to work in Miami County. I started my uh, newspaper career in Bellefontaine, Ohio, and then I went to Troy, Ohio, and I worked for the Troy Daily News. And in the course of my employ at the Troy Daily News, I got to know a lot of people in Bethel School District, the uh, mighty Bethel Bees girls basketball team in the mid-1980s, a state powerhouse, won a state championship. I still remember those kids. I still remember those kids. And they were Girls who were happy being girls and they competed hard as girls. Gina Sancarado, Lauren Twees, Kelly Lyons. See, I still remember all that. Back then, I guarantee you, uh, little Bethel High School would not have had the issues that they are having right now with a school board that has secretly enacted policies that... Are as I always say, advantaging the few at the expense of the many. Here's a Facebook message: Bruce Olin Tangi's story could have been written in Bethel Township. We are battling the same woke school board ridiculousness here. Our board and administration adopted the stance on January the first that trans students could use the bathroom aligning with their gender identity. They did not speak of it into uh, speak of it until a board meeting on January tenth. Surprise! Guess what? Your little girl might find a little boy masquerading as a little girl in the bathroom sanctioned by the school board. Our whistleblower says it was almost a month later when they posted a frequently asked questions on their website to inform anyone who had not heard. No vote was ever taken and executive sessions took place without an attorney present. Uh, Bethel's superintendent has resigned and the group opposing this called blsboardremoval.com, blsboardremoval.com, is collecting evidence and taking signatures, and they have 700 of them, uh, in an effort to get three of their five Board of Education members removed. Power of the people, baby. So we will add Bethel to our list of schools in darkness. But again, you in Bethel, you in Tangi, you in UA, you are not in the minority. Here's University of Amherst study to prove it. of Americans surveyed oppose a teacher showing kids in kindergarten through grade 6 a picture of their same-sex wedding. 86%. 40% of Americans oppose this in any grade. Almost as high a percentage of people, 82%. Oppose a teacher asking kids in grades K through 6 for their preferred gender pronouns. And more than half of respondents oppose it at any grade. 85% of respondents oppose a teacher telling kids in kindergarten through grade 6 that the teacher is gay. And again, more than half oppose it at any grade because it's not relevant. Can you teach math? Can you teach science? I don't care who you're sleeping with, nor do you need to tell us. 75% oppose telling kids in grades K through 6 anything about or assigning them a book about a person who is transgender. And 68% oppose assigning kids in grades K through 6 conversations that deal with different sexual orientations. Again, not in the minority. In the majority, which makes you a target, which compels you to be bold, honest, honest, truthful. Bruce Lee show on the answer. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House. And uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, is, according to Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi, a devout Catholic. Now, I would assume, as is Joe Biden, by the way, self-labeled devout. I would assume that if you are devout, you are dedicated to everything that the adjective devout describes. If you are a devout Buckeye fan, then you know everything about the coaches, the players, the games, the schedule, the past, the future prospects. If you are a devout Pontiac enthusiast then you know everything about that brand when it ceased production how to restore cars where to find the parts and all that similarly if you are a devout catholic i would think that you would know and adhere to all the tenets of the catholic church chief of which among the general populace is not just really faith elements but how's that faith walked out it is walked out in the fact that you are pro-life you're pro-life well uh Nancy Pelosi is not pro-life. Joe Biden is not pro-life. Uh, but San Francisco Archbishop Salvatore Cordiglione is. And so Bishop Archbishop rather Cordiglione says that Nancy Pelosi cannot take communion because she is advocating for the codification, the ensconcing of the Roe v. Wade abortion decision of 1973 by the Supreme Court. She's advocating for that to become the law of the country, which is, you know, a little problem for, actually a big problem, for Archbishop Cordelione. So he wrote a scathing rebuke on Friday that said, among other things, to Nancy Pelosi, you are not to present yourself, not to present yourself for Holy Communion. Of course, she's from that district, San Francisco. And should you do so, You are not to be admitted to Holy Communion. Now, I'm not totally familiar with the hierarchy of the Catholic Church, but my guess is uh, Archbishop Cordelione is the head of this particular diocese. And what he says would pass for the authoritative voice on matters for all Catholic priests in that archdiocese and below him in terms of authority. So if Nancy Pelosi shows up at... A cathedral and wants to take communion and you know your holy father you are not to give her communion well of course this is a courageous bold stand an authentic stand a truthful stand because archbishop leone uh, looks at the bible and he can't get past that commandment that says thou shalt not murder and he views that child in the womb correctly as a child not as a clump of cells by the way, if, a, if that's just a clump of cells in the womb, would it be easier for abortion advocates to view? Maybe they could get over there mad over the apparent pending overthrow of Roe versus Wade if they would look at the case about to be issued by the Supreme Court as, you know, just a clump of words. I mean, just a, just a clump of words. Don't get so exercised about it. It's just a clump of words. I'm trying to help our pro-abortion listeners get over their rash that they have over being no longer allowed uh, unrestricted access to killing infants in all 50 states. But back to Archbishop Cordelione. He is now under fire from the editorial board of the San Francisco Examiner, which unbeknownst to me and probably you and any thinking person who has any attachment to or esteem of matters of faith is apparently full of Catholic experts because they write in an editorial to Archbishop cordeleone that Nancy Pelosi has, quote, consistently fought on the morally right side of these issues huh, abortion is on the morally right side of the issue, according to the San Francisco Examiner's editorial board. And they write of the archbishop that his, quote, chief loyalty is not to Christ, but to the cabal of far-right American bishops led by Raymond Leo Burke, a Catholic who has led a continual campaign to undermine Pope Francis' authority. I'm not getting in the middle of that. I'm not getting in the middle of a Catholic snit. But I'm just saying, is the Pope not also pro-life? I think he is. So the examiner's editorial board says, we repeat the call for Pope Francis to remove Archbishop Cordelione and replace him with a leader who can unify rather than divide. Hmm, This is an interesting suggestion from the San Francisco Examiner Editorial Board. I wonder, would you say Jesus, during his earthly ministry, would you classify him as a peacemaker? I think you have to. I think you have to classify Jesus as a peacemaker, since, you know, one of the... Labels applied him as the Prince of Peace. Hard to be the Prince of Peace if you're not a peacemaker. Now, having introduced that fact into evidence, I would ask another question. And that other question is, was Jesus a disruptor? Was Jesus offensive to some? Was he someone who challenged authority? Well, if you read the Sermon on the Mount, that's pretty much all he does after the Beatitudes is to say, you know, you've heard it said for a long time, it's like this, but I'm telling you, it's not like that. So maybe the San Francisco Examiner editorial board ought to wade into Matthew 5 today, spend a little time there, and then they would retract this silly statement that they issued, which says, "...it is Nancy Pelosi, not Archbishop Cordelione, who reflects the true spirit of Christian care..." In the city of St. Francis. Ah, that's right. San Francisco. Yes, there you go. Named after St. Francis. So, of course, this is something that will continue to be parroted by those who... I have friends who are uh, staunch Democrats, supposedly devout Catholics, and they do not apply their faith to issues that just don't seem quite right to them. Like it just doesn't seem quite right that the Bible calls me to do this or say this or hold this stance. And when I have those conversations with them, I say, well, congratulations. And they look at me like, what do you mean congratulations? And I'll say, pretty obvious to me, you have supplanted God as the ultimate authority in your life, where you're willing to like apply the Bible to things that you agree with but not apply it to things you don't agree with, which is essentially the faith of Joe Biden and of Nancy Pelosi. It is an a la carte faith. We picture them walking down the buffet line of various aspects of their religious faith. Oh, wait, salvation. I'll take a double helping of that, please. Forgiveness. Oh, could I have thirds? Ooh, accountability. No, no, I'm not going to taste for that today. Uh, Pro life, defend life.